The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Now a man was ill, Lazarus from Bethany, the village of Mary and Martha and her sister. Mary was the one who had anointed the Lord with perfumed oil and dried his feet with her hair. It was her brother, Lazarus, who was ill. So the sisters sent word to him, saying, Master, the one you love is ill. When Jesus heard this, he said, This illness is not to end in death, but is for the glory of God, that the Son of God may be glorified through it. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister Lazarus. So when he heard that he was ill, he remained for two days in the place where he was. Then after this, he said to his disciples, let us go back to Judea. The disciples said to him, Rabbi, the Jews were just trying to stone you and you want to go back there? Jesus answered, are there not 12 hours in a day? If one walks during the day, he does not stumble because he sees the light of this world. But if one walks at night, he stumbles because the light is not in him. He said this and then told them, Our friend Lazarus is asleep, but I am going to awaken him. So the disciples said to him, Master, if he is asleep, he will be saved. But Jesus was talking about his death while they thought that he meant ordinary sleep. So then Jesus said to them clearly, Lazarus has died. And I am glad for you that I was not there, that you may believe. Let us go to him. So Thomas, called Didymus, said to his fellow disciples, Let us also go to die with him. When Jesus arrived, he found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. Now Bethany was near Jerusalem, only about two miles away, and many of the Jews had come to Martha and Mary to comfort them about their brother. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went to meet him, but Mary sat at home. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now, I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise. Martha said to him, I know he will rise in the resurrection on the last day. Jesus told her, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, even if he dies, will live. And everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, Yes, Lord, I have come to believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, the one who is coming into the world. When she had said this, she went and called her sister Mary secretly, saying, The teacher is here and is asking for you. 
As soon as she heard this, she rose quickly and went to him. For Jesus had not yet come into the village, but was still where Martha had met him. So when the Jews who were with her in the house comforting her saw Mary get up quickly and go out, they followed her, presuming that she was going to the tomb to weep there. When Mary came to where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet and said to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping, and the Jews who had come with her weeping, he became perturbed and deeply troubled and said, Where have you laid him? They said to him, Sir, come and see. And Jesus wept. So the Jews said, See how he loved him. But some of them said, could not the one who opened the eyes of the blind man have done something so that this man would not have died? So Jesus, perturbed again, came to the tomb. It was a cave and a stone lay across it. Jesus said, take away the stone. Martha, the dead man's sister, said to him, Lord, by now there will be a stench. He has been dead for four days. Jesus said to her, Did I not tell you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? So they took away the stone. And Jesus raised his eyes and said, Father, I thank you for hearing me. I know that you always hear me, but because of the crowd here, I have said this, that they may believe that you sent me. And when he had said this, he cried out in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out, tied hand and foot with burial bands, and his face was wrapped in a cloth. So Jesus said to them, untie him and let him go. Now, many of the Jews who had come to Mary and seen what, had, what he had done began to believe in Jesus. The Gospel of the Lord. So this is the third of those great Gospels that the early church gives us to prepare for Holy Week, to prepare for the Triduum, where we remember Jesus' death and resurrection, that exposes the power of sin in our world and exposes Jesus' even greater power to conquer sin and death. Two weeks ago, we heard the story of the woman at the well and how her thirst and our thirst gets distorted by sin to seek satisfaction in things other than God, and how Jesus comes and heals us and frees us from our addictions and our distorted desires. And then last week we heard the story of the man born blind, how like us, the man could not see 
And yet Jesus comes and frees him so that he can see the effects of sin in our world and how we harm one another even when we're not trying. And today, we hear the greatest enemy, death, being conquered as Jesus calls forth Lazarus from the tomb. And kind of like a zombie, he wanders out, wrapped like a mummy. But then Jesus says, unbind him and let him free. And he begins new life. Jesus conquers even death itself. But before we just wonder at Jesus' power, I think it's important for us to think and pause for a moment and ask, how did Lazarus get in the tomb in the first place? How did Lazarus get in the tomb in the first place? Or a better question is, why is there death? Why is there death? Our culture and our world often will just say death is just a part of life. But that's not really the full story. To figure out how Lazarus got in the tomb, we look way back. Not quite to the beginning, but to Adam and Eve. But if we look all the way back to the beginning, we see that death was not part of God's plan. Death was not part of God's plan. Life was. And that in the beginning, there was no death. God does not will death. We look around 540,000 or so dead because of the virus. That's not God's will. We look at the people in our own lives who we've lost. And that's not God's will. God does not will death. We have to go a little bit further into the story and see where death enters the picture. And it's Adam and Eve at the beginning where they took what should have been a gift. They grasped what was not theirs. And what they ended up grasping was death. Or another image to look at it is that Adam and Eve sold themselves into slavery for the bite of a fruit. And that slave master is a cruel master, the master of sin, who distorts our world and threatens us and causes death. Death does not come from God. And we see that working itself out all the way as we read our story in the Scriptures, that time after time, sin after sin, it leads to more and more death, more and more violence, more and more destruction, more and more sadness. Sin is the cause of death. And sin is what led Lazarus into the tomb. And I'm not saying simply Lazarus sinned so he died, although that is probably true. I'm saying sin is in the world, and that's what causes death. And I think when we look at things from this big picture and we see the whole story, we understand a little bit more deeply that phrase that's in there when it says, and Jesus 
wept. Jesus wept in the face of death because it was not to be. The death of our own family and our own friends causes us to weep. And Lazarus was Jesus' friend. But even more deeply, I think, Jesus could see that big picture. And he could see the beauty that God had created the world to be. And he saw how distorted and broken and being destroyed that in fact it was. And so God wept in the face of death. And that's the right response. That's the right response as we look at death. But see, Jesus is God. And his tears of compassion have a power in them. His tears of love bring life into the world. And we see that as the story progresses. That weeping of Jesus brings Lazarus back to life. His compassion and his love is the one thing that is more powerful than death. His compassion and love can conquer death. And this is the first blow in a battle that's going to be unfolding as we celebrate Holy Week. Jesus' compassion, his sitting out there weeping for Lazarus in the tomb has the power to bring Lazarus out. But as we see this battle move forward next week on Passion Sunday or on Good Friday, we see that Jesus isn't simply content to say outside the tomb and to weep to raise Lazarus from the dead. But he is willing to enter into the battle with death itself, toe to toe, blow for blow. And his compassion continually against the power of death. And you know where we see that? Right there on the cross. See, Jesus doesn't stand on the outside and simply weep, but he enters into the broken world, into death itself. See, Lazarus is just the beginning. It is just a glimpse of God's power and mercy that conquers death for Lazarus. But next week, we see the full power of God displayed when his compassion and mercy is on full display. And we see that death itself cannot and does not and will not defeat the compassion and love of God. So this is just the beginning. We've seen sin exposed it has the power of shame. It has the structures of evil. It has death itself as its weapon. But all of those things are taken to the cross with Jesus and conquered. So come back. Come back next week. Come back for Thursday, Friday, 
the Easter vigil and see that battle unfold. Because weeping is the right response, but it's not the final response. Life is. Resurrection is. Compassion is. So we gather today to get that glimpse, that foretaste through Jesus' tears and his compassion for our pain and suffering. But we know that is a great gift, but it is not the full gift. That Jesus' death and resurrection is what finally conquers sin and death. We come for that foretaste, but we come back and come back and come back because there is always more mercy that God desires to give us.